Welcome to Over Dinner Tonight. I'm your host, Alexa Buckley. I sit down and dine with some of the world's most interesting and inspiring voices. And we have the kind of conversations that can only happen over the ritual of dinner. Tonight is a really special one. We are standing on 18th Street, 18th and Park in New York, outside of Gupshup, a very delicious Indian restaurant that I frequently order from. And we are waiting for our guest this evening, Florence Puya. She's one of the Afghan dreamers. Florence is someone who I have wanted to have dinner with for now many years. Our road to having this dinner together was, I think, in so many ways, kismet. She is a voice for women all over the world, an activist, an advocate, a leader, and also 17 years old. Oh, Florence! Hi! How are you? Oh, I'm so happy to meet you. Awesome. Well, this is our tech expert. She's going to mic you up, super easy, and then we can go on inside. Yeah. Now, right. some backstory. I have followed Florence for quite some time now. She is the captain of the Afghan Dreamers, an all-girls robotics team from Afghanistan that became a symbol of Afghan progress around the world as they showcased their robotics creations on the international stage. They've created low-cost ventilators to be used in Afghanistan to combat COVID-19, AI-powered wheelchairs, tools to detect landmines, to name a few. They've also become the voice for girls across Afghanistan and the world and represent the version of their nation they want the world to know. But on August 15th, 2021, when the Taliban stormed Afghanistan's capital city of Kabul, everything changed. The Taliban is in control of Afghanistan. The country's president has fled. There are scenes of panic and pandemonium at Kabul airport today. Taliban fighters rule the streets, armed with weapons. The Taliban's return to power has changed millions of lives, especially the lives of Afghan women. The all-girls Afghan robotics team, the so-called Afghan dreamers, were forced to evacuate. Overnight, Florence and her teammates were no longer safe at home. Within a week, the group fled to Qatar, leaving behind their families and their robots to seek safety. Florence has earned recognitions in Forbes, Vogue, the United Nations, and more. She has become an activist, a mentor, a coach, and a leader, and a voice for girls everywhere. And almost three years after leaving home, she has just arrived to New York City. These days I'm trying to learn how to cook because yeah. I'm living alone. Yeah. At age 17, for many reasons, Florence amazes me. She's learning how to live alone for the first time in a new city and a new country. What's your, what's your best dish? Pasta. Oh, me too. Florence tells me she's here to prepare for her first year of college. She plans to start in August at the University of Iowa. She's going to study aerospace engineering in order to pursue her dream of being the first female astronaut from Afghanistan. Well, thank you so much for making time and saying yes to doing this. I'm really excited to have dinner with you tonight. Yeah. To start, how was your day today? Uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. It is such a pleasure to be with you and have a dinner with you. Today was a good day, but 
I was a bit busy because I, I arrived in US recently. It's just about one month. I have something to do with my like immigration stuff. So yeah. So busy day. Yeah. Immigration. <laughs> yeah. We start to peruse the menu at Gupshup, an Indian restaurant that is inspired by a new interpretation of Indian food through a modern multicultural lens. So let's look at it together. Do you like Indian food? Indian food, uh, yeah, it's good. It's chili, so I like it. <laughs> <laughs> they have fried chicken, that's halal. Mm -hmm. Chicken tikka. Everything is halal. Oh, great, okay. Do you have any favorites? Chicken, fish, rice. Fish. Fish. Thank you. Thank you. So what was your first experience with robotics or when did you really first start to get excited about okay. learning about it? Uh, so um, the first team was founded in 2017 from uh, six or seven girls uh, mm -hmm. from Eros City and it was really new for us because uh, before uh, those girls no one like entered to technology or steam part in Afghanistan right. and it was like a shocking news for uh, in all the medias and they could like travel to US and uh, other places for competition and international like conferences and I just feel that it's it's my place like it is uh, it will be my future and I um, uh, searched a lot about it and I heard that it's going to be another team a new team so I can take an exam after taking this exam I can enter the uh, classes and this team uh, at the first place I wasn't like much confident I I said that I will try, but, but... Had you had any experience with robotics before you tried for the team? No, no. Wow, that's <laughs> no. amazing. Before that, um, my, uh, my uh, like dream job was to be a doctor, because from the very be beginning, uh, uh, I was like, a bit like intelligent, my studies and stuff, so all the people like uh, told me that you, you're going to be a doctor because you're intelligent, so... Wow. And it was my dream job to... Okay, so you're saying... You were not feeling super confident when you went out for the robotics team. I feel like that's a feeling that so many of us have. We want to try something new. I felt that way in starting this, honestly. And so I'm curious, what was it that encouraged you or inspired you to push through and try it anyway? Because I think so many of us get caught in that phase where we're just too nervous to do the thing, and so we don't do the thing. Okay, so the like most important thing on, uh, on that time that uh, like uh, kept me motivated to like pursue this field was that it was a new field and like not lots of like girls try to like uh, enter this field and it was uh, like difficult for them and i was saying by myself that if i don't enter this field and if i don't make changes in my family and my environment and in, in my community who would would be the first person. So it's really wow. always like uh, kept me motivated. And to be honest, in the first place, I wasn't like that much interested in robotics. But after like learning about robotics, like the mechanical part, the electronic part, like building something, it really like really excited me. Wow. Yeah. And so that first team that you joined. Yeah. How many girls are part of this team? Okay, so for the first exam, maybe 150 girls could like pass this, uh, this exam. And there was a second exam, which was like kind of an interview with the uh, coach and mentors. So I could pass uh, the second exam as well. And we were, uh, for the third one, we were like 20. And wow. uh, after taking two months uh, classes in the robotics office, 
eight of us were selected as official member of National Robotics Team. Eight of you. Yeah. So when you made the robotics team, mm-hmm. were your parents excited? Were they supportive? How did they feel? They were, I mean, happy at the first place. But after that, our works like uh, got more serious. We uh, we get to like appear into social medias and. Especially when I heard about my first trip to UAE, they were like, no, you cannot go. <laughs> I mean, I really cried a lot. It was actually an international competition. It's first global challenge that each year it's in wow. a different country. How cool. And in 2019, it was in UAE, uh-huh. Dubai. And uh, I told my family that, can I go to this trip with my uh, teammate? They said that. You cannot go alone. I mean, you're still under the age. And, so you know, what did you do? I really tried to convince them, but uh-huh. they didn't. I mean, I just... Yum. We have some food coming. Oh my gosh, this looks delicious. Yeah. We have our cauliflower. Cauliflower and salmon And tikka. Yum. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. It looks good. And there's yeah. more coming. So what did you do to convince? Did you convince your parents? Did you succeed? Okay, so let me, let me tell you okay. the story. So the next day, I just uh, went to the office again and mm-hmm. told my coach that I'm not going to go because my family don't let me. And uh, she said that I will speak with your father and tr- I will try wow, to convince your coach. Him. Yeah. What a cool coach. Uh, yeah. She was a really nice person. And uh, the night, uh, she just uh, called my father and talked with him. And my father, like, got convinced. And, you did? Yeah. She won. <laughs> she, he said that, yeah, you can go, but uh, be uh, careful right. a lot. Like, he spoke with me about an hour, about all the things. And, uh, yeah, uh, I went to uh, Dubai. I mean, I- I'm not sure if I was 13 or 14. And, um, for the first competition. For the first competition, for the first wow. trip in you my were life. 13. Yeah, before that, I even didn't go to like uh, outside of the city. Oh, I mean, so it makes sense. Your parents yeah. were a little nervous about yeah. the trip. Yeah, yeah. But they were supportive of you being on the team. Yes. Okay. I participated on that competition, and after coming back, there were lots of more chances for me, like being involved in the conferences and the um, like other competition. But in 2020, like COVID-19 came and all the oh. things changed, uh, changed again. And we had lots of other trips that we couldn't go because of the COVID-19. And uh, yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Now that we have our beautiful Samantika and our cauliflower, just want to thank you so much thank for having you. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> you know, I sort of talked about this a little bit, but the idea for this show and this podcast and these dinners was born from the game that I love to play and I love to play with my friends, which is if you could go to dinner with anyone in the world, who would you go to dinner with? One thing that a lot of people don't know is in the early stages of this idea of doing this thing, (laughs) when I would talk about the people that I wanted to have dinner with, you, the Afghan dreamers, were on that list. And there were many things that stood in my way at the time. Number one, not having the guts to do the podcast. <laughs> Number two, the geography of where you lived. Yeah. And three, getting you to say yes. So I thought about it long and hard. And when I finally launched the podcast, you were still in my mind. But I was thinking, okay, Qatar is sort of far away. <laughs> Maybe I will just go. But 
I was, it was stuck in my mind, obviously a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I started just kind of, I'd recently read an article about you. Yeah. So I did a little bit more research and I just thought, is there any way? And I typed your name into Google. I looked at your Instagram. I clicked on your Instagram story. And <laughs> two hours earlier, you had landed in New York City. And yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really a manifester. Maybe I'm a manifester. Maybe I have been manifesting this. <laughs> but I, that was really kismet. And that you were here in New York. And I sort of hastily wrote you an email. I sent, no, I sent in an Instagram direct message. Yeah, yeah. I don't even really know what I said because I wrote it so fast in case you were leaving the next day. And you so sweetly responded and agreed to do it. And I was over the moon. And so this is um, this is really a dream for me. And I'm deeply, deeply honored that you said yes. Yeah, thank you so much. And it's a really new uh, experience for me as well because I participated in many like events. I mean, like dinners and other things, but it's kind of special for me. I mean, I never had uh, this experience before and yeah thank you for having me it's such a pleasure and the day that you texted me because uh, you know there are lots of texts that is in my request messages and I receive lots of messages but uh, I don't know uh, how I, uh, I just clicked in and I saw your message and it was a really great like, oh, coincidence gosh she's so happy well this is first of all this is going to be so much fun and now that we have our delicious food I'm so curious when you first arrived to New York City, yeah, what was your first impression? Uh, I really love the diversity here because mm-hmm. there are many like nationalities here, and I really like it. Because, uh, for example, in Qatar, uh, there are lots of Indian people, Nepalese people, and also Filipino. But here, there are lots of more people. I mean, from other it's the best part. yeah, yeah. It's, it's really the best part for of me. Season. It's the p- best part because mm-hmm. I won't feel like lonely or yeah. like yeah, different. For the first days, I was living in Queens, mm-hmm. which is uh, a bit near to Flushing, yes. where lots of uh, Indian people live. Yes. When I saw like this diversity and like I saw more like foreigner than American people here, so I really felt like oh, home. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I really wish I had my family here. Yeah. So it's about two years, two years and a half mm-hmm. that I didn't see my parents and mm-hmm. my siblings. So do you FaceTime with them? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, with my mom, with my siblings. Okay, so the interesting part is that I do have a lot as a big family. How many siblings do you have? Okay, so. Eight. Eight? Yes. You're one of eight. <laughs> okay, yeah. I do have four brothers and four sisters. Wow. And the youngest daughter. Okay. And I just do have one uh, sibling uh, younger than me, which is a boy. Your brother, yeah. Yeah, my brother. He's in 10th grade. And okay. we are nine. You're nine. You're nine. Wow. Okay, so yeah. What was what was like the dinner table like? Okay, so it nine? was really interesting. I mean, uh, and the maybe five or six years ago, when I remember that my uh, sister uh, was like they weren't married and all we uh, like lived together. Okay, we we did have a big like uh, dinner table. Yeah. There were a dish for my big brother and my father. They uh, they used to. It's like a culture. They yeah. should uh, like um, eat. Uh, together, my big yep. brother and my father together, my yep. uh, three of my sisters together, me, my big sister and my mother, we ate together. Mm-hmm. And my two, were you all at one table? Yeah, but eating these it was a like really big table. Okay, and always like In dream about that one day I can have that table yes. again. And I do have all my siblings mm-hmm. here, 
And yeah. I love that. It's and when you had those big... So you left Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious what that journey was like leaving. The emotional, the physical, sort of what happened and what was that journey like? Uh, to be honest, it was my dream to study in USA from the uh, oh. day that I entered the robotics team. When we finish our journey in robotics team, we can get a scholarship and go to USA for studying. And it was my dream and because uh, we hadn't the uh, aerospace engineering in Afghanistan, so I had to come here. But for the first time when I say to my mother that uh, I'm, I really like to go to USA for a study. She said, what, what are you talking about? I mean, uh, so it was Why really... did she say that? Because it was so far? Yeah, and it was so far, and it was like, no one like from my family came to USA for a study alone. So I really like got disappointed, and I said that there is no way. So I uh, started to pr uh, take preparation for uh, an exam, which is a, u a university entrance. Before that, it was uh, right in the August 2021 that unexpectedly Taliban took over the country and left our families, our friends. And it was so shocking because we never imagined that. And it was so out of the blue and yeah. And did it feel like it happened kind of overnight. Yeah. And how fast? At the first place, they took the route, which is my city. They the, came to we, your we city are, first. Yeah, where yeah. I live. And uh, our coach like transferred us to Kabul, which is the capital of Afghanistan. How They're, fast did that happen? In Kabul, we stayed for one week. And after one week, we heard that Taliban will take uh, the Kabul tomorrow. And we went to the airport that day. and. Uh, we couldn't enter uh, to the airport because there were uh, so much people there and it was so crowded. We went back to uh, our home and the day uh, after that, we tried to enter to the airport again and we didn't do that for the second day. Oh, and so this time, are you staying in a house? Uh, yeah, there was a house near to, kind of yeah. near to airport. And for the third day, uh, our team contacted with uh, with uh, Qatar Ministry of Foreign Affairs mm -hmm. and asked them to help us in order to uh, like move uh, from Afghanistan mm -hmm. and uh, they said yes we can help your team because we had some internship wow. with them and how and old were you at the time uh, I was 16 or 15 or 16 wow. yeah what were your parents saying during this time yeah the, uh, on that time they they said that you you just uh, need to uh, go to a safe place because I was kind of like a well-known face in my country and it was really dangerous for me and mm. my teammates to stay in Afghanistan uh, we knew that uh, we meet lots of like uh, people from the USA, uh, yeah, like from the other countries as well. We had uh, uh, like trips, uh, and uh, it is not something that Taliban likes. So mm. we really feel and so you were really visible at the time. Yes. And so kind of being in any capacity in Afghanistan, more so more than your friends, was more dangerous for you. Yeah, yeah. And the third day, fortunately, we could Qatar government charter an airplane for us, and wow. they escort us to the airport so we could um, like get out of Afghanistan and we came to like Qatar it was a really like new experience for us because we didn't know how long we should stay in right, Qatar. So. Right. And, and you're there the eight of you and your coach nine yeah. of us with our coach so we were uh, we were ten were you scared 
when you got on that plane? Lots. I mean, we didn't know that is this plane gonna like calm down. Get I mean, shut down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was so, that a real threat that your coach or people were talking about that time that the Taliban might shoot the planes down? Yeah, the, uh, like lots of things happened on uh, like was happening Tuesday that we never like saw them. Right. You know, the day that I went to the airport, there were like dead bodies. Like they, oh like, uh, like I saw them by. I saw them on the pictures on the tarmac. Yes. Lots of people yes. were sitting under the planes, hanging onto the wings. Yeah. I and can't they, imagine how emotional it must yeah. have been for you. And it was really like a nightmare for us. Yeah. And yeah. it's like it moved so fast. And uh, when we get uh, into uh, Qatar uh, for the f- uh, first days, it was like we, we, we were in shock. I mean, we, we didn't like know what dream. happened. Like and right. during this week, what happened? We are our families, we are our friends, we are right. we now. Right. And it was really uh, looks like a nightmare for us. And so after sorry. that, we said that we should we should continue. I mean, it's not our stop point. It shouldn't be our stop point. We should fight not just for ourselves, for girls in Afghanistan. And if we had this opportunity to came out, came out of the country, what about the other girls in Afghanistan? What, should, what can we do for them? At least we can be their voice. At least we can show their power to the world leader, the, now, as you know, all the schools and universities are like they are banned for. Mm. I mean, it's girls. They cannot go to school, which is it's uh, like unimaginable. I mean, we cannot even like think about that. I, I don't really know when a government like ignore half of a population. It's something it's, like really. Far it from. is unimaginable. Yeah. I mean, I think in so many ways that what you what you have gone through and what you've done is the epitome of strength. You took an absolutely nightmarish experience that so many of us truly couldn't imagine going through. And you not only survived it, but you took it and you made it an opportunity to do something so significant and so great to be the voice of so many women, not just in Afghanistan, but around the world. And so I'm in utter and complete awe of you. Um, and I, I would love to know, I'm sure there, with that comes a lot of pressure, you know, to yeah, to be called the voice of your friends, but also the voice for women. And so how does that feel to, to be a voice in that way? Yeah, the first day uh, that I uh, went to a school in the Qatar, mm-hmm. I started from the 11th grade. So I went to school and after coming back home, it was one of the most difficult days for me because when I was in my country, uh, my mother used to like ask me. My mother also is uh, she's a principal of a, a school, like oh, wow. girls' school in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, when um, I came to like uh, home, uh, she asked me about how was your day, uh, right. which uh, like classes did you take, and when I didn't see anyone in my room, oh. I was like. Heartbroken. That is really. It's really the little hard. things in life, which is like, what was it like to come home and not have your family there for dinner? What was it like to go to a strange new school in the eleventh grade and not know anyone? What was it like to be in a different bed or have different clothes and those yeah. sorts of things? I can't imagine because yeah, any time in life, but especially at that time in life, they're so essential. Um, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Um, but how? I guess now. Looking back, and now that we're a little bit farther, 
what has the time in Qatar been like and how are your teammates? Yeah, um, like during these two years, we learned a lot. We left alone, like far from our friends and families, but uh, our, for me, my teammates were like my family, my new family for me. They helped me a lot. They were the one that helped me during my difficult times. And um, we tried to, uh, uh, during these two years, we tried to like be more active than we were in the Afghanistan. We uh, like participated in like lots of competition. We participated in many conferences like Dua Debate, Dua Forum. And all we like spoke about on those conferences was, was the women's rights in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And we asked the mm-hmm. world leaders, the me- international media to um, like help the Afghan girls. I mean, they should have the right, their very essential right to study and to be educated. It was a really too productive year for me. And you were on the team full-time for robotics. Yeah. And what were some of the things that you were building while you were working? Okay, so, uh, and the uh, COVID-19, during the COVID-19, we built three important robots in medical part for the first time. Three uh, medical robots? Yes. Wow. Uh, one of them uh, was ventilator, which got really famous, and it was like um, a really famous robot. Not, uh, in Afghanistan, but other countries as well, because... I read uh, about this ventilator because they were really expensive, Yeah, right? yeah. And our For country... For other people to purchase, you, mm-hmm. you created a better version. Yeah, because it was really needed uh, needed mm-hmm. during the COVID-19, and our country, like, had maybe, I don't know, two or three wow. in the whole country. Wow. So we just felt that it's uh, a needed device, and we tried to build it. And uh, yeah, we build that robot, uh, and also it, it can like transfer oxygen to the patients, and uh, it's it's a really great help for both doctors and uh, for the patient, the COVID nineteen patient especially. And the other one is um, a robot that we use the uh, UVC light. It's for uh, killing the viruses in the indoor um, wow. places, and the other one uh, was a. A spray it's for outdoor places to spray uh, a liquid that can also kill the viruses and especially quid 19 virus oh my gosh how do you think of this are you sitting in a room together <laughs> the 10 of you saying okay this is what you want to build or how does it start okay so um our team has two missions mm-hmm. uh, in order to build robots one of them is uh, building robots for the computation computation and like international uh, mm-hmm in international fields and uh, the second one is like building devices and robots that can solve the challenges and problems in our con- country and community. Uh, these sort of robots like in medical security and agriculture there were the robots that we feel that it's needed in our country and we yeah. started to build that. We built a robot and security part as well. Uh, it's uh, a metal detector which our main purpose to build this is to detect the mines and because uh, there are lots of mines in our country that right. are not yet neutralized. So uh, we built that robot. And the other one is a drone that can like fly and map the area, which is sus- uh, suspected to uh, have mines. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in agriculture, we built two robots uh, too. And uh, is one for uh, cutting the saffron, and the other one is to cutting and processing the wheat. That is... So cool. Is there one that you're most proud of? Oh, you have some more food coming. This is so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. We are loving it. I need to give you a break to eat. I'm yeah. asking you so many no, questions. No, that's okay. <laughs> wow. So we have 
some oh butter chicken. This is my weakness. This is what I love to order from this place when I'm doing delivery. Mm -hmm. Okay. Morals. Oh, some morals. Yum. These are also really good. I can attest. The morals look particularly delicious. Big bowl of rice. We'll put the rice right next to Florence. Oh, the naan. Yes. And put the rice here. Great. Thank you so much. Okay, that naan looks pretty yeah. good. Pretty serious. Do you want to try it? I love the name, the Afghan Dreamers. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious how you came up with the name and how you think about what it means to be one of the dreamers. Yeah. The aim for being a dreamer is to, like, our purpose or goals should be unlimited. I mean, mm -hmm. when we dream about something, it, we shouldn't limit ourselves. For example, now I wanted to be an astronaut, the first female astronaut. I mean, in Afghanistan, there is not any astronaut, and before me, no one, like, even study aerospace engineering. I'm so excited about it that uh, I will start it in August 2023, I mean, this year. And what are you like, starting this year? Uh, aerospace engineering. You're starting aerospace engineering? Yeah. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Here? Uh, it's in Iowa. In Iowa? Yes. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. How lucky are we? So America gets you for a few more years. Is your dream to work for NASA? Yeah, it is. But not only NASA, but I dream for SpaceX as well. And awesome. I really, I really like this kind of stuff. And I wanted to build a first, I mean, not me, it's my team uh, uh, dreams and hope and also purpose to build the first STEAM school in Afghanistan, which will uh, be for uh, mathematics, uh, science, uh, and uh, computer, and also wow. robotics. Uh, that school will come with the, I mean, um, girls and boys, and they can uh, study in, uh, and be educated in the technology. Part, which is also a rare thing in Afghanistan. So yeah, I wanted to be a teacher in that uh, school as well. This is so cool. And what brought you to New York? In New York, uh, so I had to leave Qatar because um, I couldn't stay in Qatar for good. And uh, I applied for the university this year and I got my acceptance uh, letter from the university and I how, uh, like I have to came here. I'm gonna be here until like August. Oh, what fun August, things are you going to do in New York City this summer? I don't have a, like a, a special plan, but I wanted to like learn new things here because my uh, journey here is a bit short. Yeah, what is your suggestion? Well, first of all, you're here all summer, so we'll have to do this again. We don't have to record it. My favorite thing, honestly, is to walk around and find a restaurant and spontaneously walk up to it and have dinner. But there are great shows to see. There are really fun things that programming that happens in the parks. So there's movie nights where they'll show a movie. I love to take a bike, a city bike, and bike up on the West Side Highway. You can take it all the way to Brooklyn. You can go all the way up to Central Park. What part of the city are you staying in? Manhattan. Again, it's uh, a new experience for me to live alone. I mean, even uh, without my teammates, so yeah. Are your teammates here in New York as well? Uh, not all of them. Uh, some of them are in California, some of them in Las Vegas. And yeah, like, I think some of them are here. Have you met any new friends since you've arrived in New York? To be honest, no. Yes, one tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I forgot it. No, yeah. oh, I'm so excited to know you'll be here all summer. There's so many fun things to do in New York in the summertime. Yeah.
Okay, so back to the dreamers. Somebody who's now become a voice for women around the world, what would you say to other individuals who want to be kind of more active and speaking out for women's rights and more sort of efficient in their activism? What would you say? What are your words of wisdom for them? It's really, really important in this era, I mean, for women to be educated, for women to have their rights. And as we all know, like many people and many gover uh, government, they ignore the women's like talent, power, and also uh, their rights for being educated, for be uh, for uh, having access to the uh, technology and uh, to their rights as the men can. So uh, I really wanted them to uh, support women in any way that they can. If they are providing like a scholarship, they try to like uh, have a. If they cannot have more, at least 50% uh, of them for uh, girls. Girls in Afghanistan or any other African-like countries, the uh, countries that really need their help. And for people uh, who can like maybe um, support them financially, also they can do that. Maybe putting some online classes will be a great thing to do uh, nowadays for uh, girls in the, uh, some countries. Yeah. And so, yeah, these are some sorts of things that they can do in order to help the women and girls. And what is life like for your friends now who are still home in Afghanistan? How has life changed for them? I speak with some of them. Uh, like they say that you're so lucky that you're now, you can like now study and go to start your university. But they, they are just staying at home. Some of them like got married because right. there is not any other things to do. And some of them just like they are staying at home and praying to one day the schools and university be open and they can go and study their favorite major. Right. And I think it's so difficult for them because they are in a in an era in a time that they see all the uh, girls in other countries that they uh, they will have, that they are involved in their uh, community like, like work. They see it through social media. Yeah. Oh, that's but so But they hard. cannot. Maybe in the past it was a bit easier because right. they they didn't uh, they didn't access to social medias to see other what women. they're missing. Yeah, but now it's so so much more difficult for right. uh, girls to just stay at home and like just uh, like ignore their rights and just be silent. Has social media been helpful for that to really show women in places like Afghanistan what they deserve and to see it on a regular basis? Do you think that's actually strengthened the activism <laughs> of the girls in Afghanistan? Uh, I think the social media and also the news, they do not show the real face and the real challenges in Afghanistan. Wow. Because I'm Tell connected, us. yeah, I'm connected with the people in Afghanistan. Right. I do have families, friends there, and they tell me what they are seeing, what they are experiencing these days. But the things that I see in news and in the social media, they're a bit different. Tell they us show a better yeah. face. Really? They're, they're showing a better situation, which is not true. I mean, what is the news to, missing? The situation is not that much good in Afghanistan. It's, it's correct that the security is a bit better than the past because they're not that, that much like lots of bombs and like explosion like before. But people, and not uh, only women, but the uh, economy is not a bad for men too. They lost their job. The people that worked with the 
foreign NGOs, they lost their jobs and they cannot work now. Mm. Uh, women cannot go to, not only for uh, school, uh, they cannot go to gym, air salons, sewing pools. So yeah, wow. so all the things that is shocking for all the people around the world. They can't go to the gym, they can't go to the hair salon. Yeah, yeah. So what do they do? They stay home with their they, family? Yeah, they just, they just stay at home and uh, deal with this situation silently. And if they raise their words, because their words just some, um, uh, uh, some days that they uh, girls all like gathered together and went out and shot cordial rice, and some of them like they uh, they were killed by yeah. uh, I yeah. don't know by who. But after doing that, like it's uh, their security is also in, in danger, danger yeah. to speak out for yeah. their rights. Yeah, gosh. And how is your mom doing with the school? Is she able to go to school? And uh, the school is like close because <laughs> it was like girls' school. So right. yeah. I don't think she's working now. And yeah, my family, the, like especially my sibling, they are facing a loss of, I mean, loss of problem because all of them, like uh, the the bigger one, uh, they they were like part of uh, foreign NGOs and international NGOs. They are jobless now, they're young. I do have just one younger brother. Uh, he is in um, nine or 10 class. Uh, so he is going to school, but he's like so depressed because the girls cannot go to school. And, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry that your family is going through this. I can't imagine what it must feel like to be all the way here. But I'm sure they must be so happy that you are here. Yeah, they're happy for me. And I'm sure it's bittersweet, though. Mm -hmm. I really miss yeah. you so much. Do you like mushrooms? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have your naan. Do you want some more rice? No, that's okay. Okay. It's really good. I have to say, this butter chicken, I've never actually eaten here physically. It's even better here. So when you're thinking about going to Iowa, which will be definitely different than Qatar, what are you most excited about? And what are you feeling kind of most apprehensive or nervous about going to college there? Yeah, uh, the most important thing that excites me, it's uh, the my major, because mm -hmm. I searched a lot for the university that uh, has my major, but there were really few options. Even some top university, they didn't have uh, aerospace engineering, and uh, Iowa wow. State University was one of the universities that uh, has that uh, major. And I'm really excited about starting this major, and I even search about my subjects, the things that I'm gonna learn until finishing these four years. The thing is that uh, I'm, I'm not gonna be done with my studies after these four years. I should study for four years more to wow. be a astronaut. So. To be yeah. an astronaut. Yeah. So does going to space excite you or does it scare you? I mean, for me, it positively terrifies me, but I think an astronaut has to have a higher calling to want to go to space. Does it excite you, the idea of getting in of course. a shuttle? Yeah, of course. I really want to, I want to see the Earth from the outside, like from the, uh, like maybe moon on another. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it really excites me a lot. And it's a really different job, I think. Uh, it has lots of uh, fun things and lots of new things that like maybe few people can experience them. So yeah, I wanted to learn about them and transfer them to other girls in Afghanistan because yeah. It's so cool. So 
you've talked a, a lot about sort of the importance of education in your life and how excited you are to continue it. And I'd love to know kind of what you think, you know, the access to education means to you and, and kind of what your hopes and wishes are for access to education for girls around the world. I think that the only things nowadays that is keep changing, it's the way of the education on uh, like all the studies were different in the past, but it's different now. So all of us have to like keep updated ourselves by the new education and new knowledge every day. And for women, it's really, really important to have access to uh, education because they need it. I mean, in everyday lives, they they need to know how to manage their work, how to like raise their children, how to uh, deal with their problems. Maybe lots of uh, women like uh, they committed suicide because they uh, they couldn't handle their, their problems. But an educated person, it's the the uh, probabilities much lower for for them. So uh, I think. Um, it's uh, really important for all the all the people, especially women, to have access to education. And uh, I really support people or and girls who want to enter the technology field because I really like it and I think it's uh, now nowadays it's technology era. I mean, uh, we have to like know about technology. Maybe uh, and now all the people uh, should know how to speak English, but. Uh, and the future, maybe all the people uh, have to know how to program. So yeah, mm-hmm. we need to really be good at technology as well. And yeah, I really, all, I always say to my friends and I can say that you are not alone. I mean, any help that you think that I can, I can help you with, or um, I can give it to you. I, just ask me, and mm-hmm. I try to be in a place that can help more people and more girls in Afghanistan, not uh, only in Afghanistan, but other, uh, like other parts of the world. So, yeah. Okay, this is just a fun question, but I'm, I would love to know because you're the queen of robots, but also yeah, <laughs> when people are saying in the news, robots are going to take over the world. What do you say? What do you think? Okay, so it's the thing that I'm struggling with that right now. You are! Oh my gosh, we should all be worried. (laughs) So, yeah, there are like many, many uh, opinions about that. But I don't think so. Oh, you don't? um, Okay, Yeah, (laughs) Because we are not building robots that can be um, replaced by um, humans. I mean, we try to like make... uh, uh, like build the robots and uh, the devices that uh, help people in order to do right. their work. So, right. but not. Uh, I think no one can be replaced by, uh, by robots. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, it's not uh, that much serious, and that we shouldn't be, um, be that much worried about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it will not happen. <laughs> okay, most probably. I'm taking but your word. If, <laughs> <laughs> if it does, you can reprogram them. Yeah, of course. After all, we were the one who built them, so they will not be more intelligent than us. Here's hoping. I really love what you said about dreaming. I think it is so true, but also so hard uh, for us to kind of see beyond the obvious limitations or obstacles that would stand in our way of achieving a dream. But I'd love to know I'm sure you have many dreams in life. Yeah. But do you have one that is like your biggest, greatest dream? The biggest dream? 
Uh, I think I've told you already, the, being an astro astronaut is my biggest dream. And yeah, more than, more than that, like, like I really want my parents to be proud of me. And uh, I really want to be uh, proud of my country as well. Mm. And yeah, they're my biggest dream. And I want to make the way easier for girls in Afghanistan to access the education that as I do now, mm. it's like completely different for them. If I can one day like change this thing in Afghanistan, I will be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> I think you're on your way to doing it, yeah. doing all of those things. <laughs> I hope so. And you can wave at us when you're on the moon. <laughs> and as a leader of this team, what have you learned about leadership? Or what do you think is the most important quality in a leader? A leader should like always be good with error as a staff. I mean, always know how to uh, manage the situation. Uh, there are some uh, sometimes, for example, uh, for me during the competition with our robot not works uh, in the field, and there is some part missing. So how should I handle the situation? I mean, the time is running, the score is low, and uh, we cannot control the robot. It happens a lot, but here a captain or a leader should manage how to like solve the problem, uh, like give which responsibility to uh, which uh, to. Yeah, which people and yeah, I think uh, managing the situation is the most important thing and uh, have a good connection with staff and with team workers or, uh, or colleagues is also important and crucial. And what's the hardest part about being a leader? Like having lots of responsibilities. If anything doesn't work, the coach or the lead, uh, the, yeah, the coach or mentor will ask you, not others. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if the robot doesn't work, uh, it's uh, a problem with the electrical part, which is I'm not responsible about. But they will say that why uh, they will ask me why the robot doesn't work. And right. You, why did you get this low score? Right. I should explain them all the things, and I should take all the responsibility. So it's the hardest part. But is yeah. the hardest part because you're managing people, but you're also managing product. <laughs> you're managing process and right. technology. Yes. So will you continue doing robotics at Iowa? Um, I will try to be part of a first. First is a, um, a really big, big uh, corporation for the robotics. Uh, it's uh, held the FRC, FTC, and FGC competitions. And I really wanted to be like continue being part of this um, organization. And um, as a, I don't know, as a mentor or as a uh, volunteer, I, I really wanted to be part of that. And also in um, in October, uh, I'm gonna be in Singapore for a competition, but cool. this time not as a competitor or a student, this, uh, this time as a coach. A coach? So, You've become yeah. a coach? Wow, that is a huge achievement. That Thank is you. really, really cool. It was actually the uh, competition that I, uh, the, my first competition that I uh, participated in 2019, wow. the FTC. So now, after like six years, um, I will be there as a coach. And how many countries will be represented? Like all the countries. All the countries. Yeah. Wow. Last uh, year it was 183. Some countries are like, well, for some reason, they cannot come. But yeah, it was in uh, Switzerland last year. Wow. We, part, uh, we went there and we participated. Um, so, talk about food. Do you like sweet food or are you more of a savory? Like, do you like desserts? Uh, I do like desserts a lot. <laughs> What's your favorite? Um, 
Okay, it's also a cultural one. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's called um, Ferny. It's, it's some kind of sweet, mm -hmm. uh, which is um, made by, um, I don't know, what do you call it in uh, English? Um, ash, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it, it's not that much sweet, but it's it has a really really great. Um, Do you like ice cream? Taste. Ice cream, yeah, of mm. course. <laughs> Maybe we need yeah. to have a little at the end. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to watch TV at night? Yeah, because uh, and the, uh, during the days I'm uh, busy. I mean a lot. So in the nights, yeah. But I used to like sleep um, at twelve. I mean I you should stay up late. Yeah, yeah, because. It's, it's kind of my routine. I, I sleep at uh, 12 and I wake up at 6. That's your routine? Yeah. So you don't need much sleep? Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's uh, great now because yeah. it wasn't like that in Qatar. I used to uh, wake up like in 4. Oh my gosh. And, uh, 4 yeah. in the morning? Yeah. Out of choice or because you had to? No, I, I used to exercise. So yeah. What kind of exercise do you like to do? Uh, I love Taekwondo. Taekwondo? I mean, yeah, oh, I'm how a cool. big fan of Taekwondo. And, but I didn't like learn it uh, professionally. Yeah. But I, I, I really uh, like trying to uh, like learn it uh, like uh, professionally. And that also is so cool. another uh, exercise also. Uh, ice cream, you guys are good with carrot ice cream or coconut ice cream? Do you like coconut? We'll try coconut. Thank you very much. This is so cool. Mm -hmm. When did you first learn Taekwondo? In Afghanistan, there are like um, some of, uh, at least they participated in um, Olymp Olympic. The Olympics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know which year was that. Uh, uh, during the uh, the competition, I really loved uh, the, uh, the uh, at least uh, like uh, that uh, Taekwondo. I really loved the, uh, that sport. And from that day, I like uh, said to my brother, which is I have uh, a footballer, and I, uh, I said that I want to learn Taekwondo. Where uh, like you should uh, bring me to some yes. uh, like class. Uh, you, should, you should take some classes for me. I mean. Uh, because you couldn't go to the classes yeah, yourself? Yeah, I couldn't. Like, cause, because uh, you're a woman? Uh, no, but uh, I hadn't like really time. I mean, to... You didn't know, have to time. Do, yeah, Okay, yeah. I got it, I got it. So I didn't go to class, but he uh, uh, like, uh, knew how to, like, he, uh, I mean, learned Taekwondo uh, before entering the football. So he uh, teach me, uh, taught me how to... It. I mean, I'm not I'm saying I'm not professional, this but so I'm trying cool. to learn it like professional. So did he, your brother teach you? Yeah. And then you've just taught yourself ever since? Yes. So when you do it in the morning, at four in the morning, mm -hmm. are you doing it alone or with other people? Uh, no, uh, I uh, I have some online classes and online um, mm -hmm. videos that uh, I'm trying to like, uh, uh, yeah, do it with that. How long will you practice Taekwondo in a day? Three times a week. Wow. Uh, for one hour each uh, day for one hour wow yeah. oh my gosh okay so let's go back to your routine you wake up at six now yeah. 
And what and, happens? Uh, I wake up at six, uh, six to seven. I used to uh, exercise yep. three, three, three times a week, taekwondo, and the uh, the, uh, the four others, the just running and other exercises. Yeah. Have you done and, any runs in Central Park yet? Yeah, I oh, did. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is great. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. I don't live so close, but when I can take the train, I come up and and go in Central Park. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And after that, I like check my emails, and I uh, I do have lots of emails to respond. Some of them are from my team. Mm -hmm. Some of them are related to my university. Some of them are other people that I know. Do you have breakfast? Uh, yes, I I need to have because all, all the day mother, my mother texts me. Did you have your breakfast? Did you hear? <laughs> yeah, because I lost weight uh, during the day I I was coming here. What do you have uh, for breakfast? For breakfast, uh, like different things, like milk that I hate it, but I, I, like, I should uh, drink that, mm -hmm. and also some chocolate, uh, uh, Nutella. Yum. Yeah, on bread. Yeah, Nutella on bread is yeah. the best. And oh, that's that's a perfect breakfast. Yeah, and yeah, other things as well. Uh, some some days, um, some morning eggs at the morning. Eggs, nice. Yeah. Okay, so you. You exercise, you have your breakfast, you do your emails, and then what happens? And uh, I need to go to IRC, which is uh, office related to my immigration stuff. I, I'm trying to take a voluntary job there because I wanted to uh, like get adapted to New York, not uh, know the new environment and new, uh, new, new people, make new friends. So yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get a job, but uh, after coming back to home, I cook. And then you watch some TV. Yeah, yeah. The K drama. Yes. <laughs> That's a good day. That's a really good we day. We are ending our dinner with a little dessert. Tonight, it's coconut ice cream. Ice cream is here. Yum. Okay, we have coconut ice cream oh, with some coconut flakes. This is going to be Florence, your first coconut ice cream. <laughs> I hope they haven't led us astray. <laughs> this looks it's really good. It's good to attest new things. Yeah, yeah. so. A positive outlook. Maybe it will be my favorite. Oh, it will become my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I hope you like it. And if you hate it, I will really not be offended. Okay, let's try. You know what? I'm just gonna go like this so that it's on my plate. Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> if you don't like it, I will not be offended. <laughs> but as a coconut ice cream fan, it's very good. Grand reveal. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great. I mean, so much better than I expected. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, so if you mm -hmm. could play this game that we played tonight, mm -hmm. and I got to have dinner with you, if you could have dinner with anyone in the world, who would you have dinner with? Oh my god, such a difficult question. So it's a dream, so I will say anything. I really like to have a dinner with Selena Gomez. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like, she's more than a singer. She, she is. advocates she for is. women, for human rights. I, I think I will have a lot to talk about with her. She will be the one. I love that answer. Yeah. Let's call Selena. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Do you, do you listen to her music? I do a lot. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. And I think my last question is if you could say anything, not only to the girls back home, but 
to the girls around the world who weren't as lucky to leave or to escape the difficulty of the situation that you also found yourself in. Yeah. What would you say to them? What is your message to them? I will say to them that um, they should never give up because they, sh- they should like just ignore the, all the limitation in their community and be brave. I mean, always try to pursue their dreams and their goals, like in any cost. I mean, like I did. For example, in my community, I was the first girl that entered robotics. I was the first girl that like had a trip alone. But there were like so many challenges. There were so many times that I should, I said to myself, I should give up. It's a wrong way that I'm going. But, but I was, I think I was brave and I uh, tried to like ignore all the things and like handle all the problem and try to handle all the obstacles. And it's the thing that they should do too. Yeah. I mean, if they like something, they sh- they should put all their all their efforts in order to achieve that goal. I love that. Yeah, it's a beautiful message. And in those moments when there were everything was up against you, and you should have given up, why didn't you give up? Okay, so there was a time that it was during the COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. All the places were like closed. During the COVID lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to the workshop for building the ventilator. Mm-hmm. And when I uh, was walking on the street, I was the only one in the street and there was no cars, no people. And I, I like felt a bit like I, I, I skirted a lot that day. And uh, when I ca- came back home, my family also told me that you shouldn't go, not for you, but for us, because you will bring the COVID okay. to the yeah. home. And I felt really guilty that day. That, and I, yeah. I said that maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe it's, mm. it's, it's not going to work. But when I like um, think about the first, uh, my first aim and my first day, like being in the robotics team and how much excited I was and how much like dream I had that time. I said that, no, I will not give up now. And yeah. I love that. Cheers. Cheers to this and this dinner. This has been so much fun. You have been the best dinner date. Oh, really? And I cannot <laughs> thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, it was a really special experience for me. I don't think I will experience it again, but it was really, really like good. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Cheers! Yay! Do you like the ice cream? Yeah, it's, it's great. Okay. <laughs> I'd say I really liked it. That was a really special dinner. Florence is incredible. Between her story, her outlook, and her vision, she is a real inspiration. And At 17, the coolest part is that she is just getting started. I also want to thank you for joining us over dinner tonight. If you enjoyed sitting down with us, please let us know what you think. Leave us a review and a rating wherever you listen. It really helps new listeners find the show. We only have one episode left this season and you won't want to miss it. Follow the show so you can listen next Tuesday at dinner time. You can also join our community of listeners on Instagram at over dinner tonight. We post behind the scenes shots and showcase all of our delicious dishes and nuggets of wisdom from our guests. Over Dinner Tonight is produced in partnership with Pod People. Special thanks to our production team at Pod People, 
Rachel King, Matt Saab, Amy Machado, Madison Lesby, Danielle Roth, Whitney Shepard, and Morgan Foose. Our production team in New York is Don Iim and Samantha Cohen. See you next week.